Hello, 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 and welcome. This is Talk the Plank, episode 84 of Pittsburgh Pirates podcast on SB Nation's Bucks Dugout. My name is Nathan Hirsch, and I have a little solo pod today. Jake is uh, attending other matters, so it's just me today, and not a lot of Pirates news this week. Um, We had the for Pirates fans, pretty exciting signing of Carlos Santana, which uh, take that for what you will. But that signing was made official this past week and recently claimed first baseman Lewin Diaz, who was uh, claimed off waivers from the Miami Marlins. He has been designated for assignment. So Santana replaces Lewin Diaz. Um, that's that's pretty much it as far as moves this week. Also, a very tiny, tiny move. Pirates signed shortstop Sean Ross to a minor league contract. And Sean Ross, you can look, look up his stats. He tore up some independent baseball league last year, I believe. Uh, not a really notable signing, but a minor league signing nonetheless. So not a lot of... Um, not a lot of moves this week, transaction-wise. But, um, yeah, on this part, I, I just wanted to discuss a little bit the 2023 Zips projections on Fangraphs for the Pirates. They do their yearly projections through their Fangraphs models. And um, it's pretty interesting to look at. This always goes with the, you know, disclaimer Projections mean not much, but at this time in the offseason, they're kind of fun to look at. So looking at the Zips projections for the Pirates, um, it's kind of cool. There's three position players where they project, you know, or three positions for the Pirates where they project a higher than three F war. And obviously that's center field with Brian Reynolds. Uh, They project the center field position on the Pirates to have a 3.7 war at shortstop with Cruz and I guess a combination of him and G um, G Bay. They project three wins and at third base with Cabrian Hayes, they project three wins as well. Looking at these projections a little bit. um, It's interesting. Fangraphs has a little uh, write up of pretty much what they they think on the projections and it can pretty much be uh, wrapped up in this one sentence. Well, two sentences at the very end, they say, are the pirates good? No, but they're at least mildly interesting, which I can't say for a few of the other seller dwellers in the league. So pirates are still seller dwellers. Yes, but they're at least interesting at a few positions. And I mentioned Reynolds, Cruz and Hayes as the kind of big dog, but the Zips projections has a lot of faith in prospect Andy Rodriguez as well. And a few of these um, prospect lists have been dropping over the past week and like baseball America is one of them. And they have Andy Rodriguez as the pirates, number one prospect jumping guys like, Henry Davis, uh, Quinn Priester, and then obviously, you know, 
some guys that have dropped a little bit, like Nick Gonzalez. But, yeah, the Andy Rodriguez hype is real. And, obviously, when you look at these projections for zips on fan graphs, they kind of um, project a full season's worth of plate appearances. So, for Andy Rodriguez, it's really interesting. They have him as the fourth, you know, highest projected producer on the Pirates position player-wise behind Reynolds, Cruz, and Hayes. And I don't think Andy is going to get 500 and play, 520 play, plate appearances, but if he were to, they project a 2.6 war. So, And they project him also to have an OPS plus above 100, therefore meaning that he would be an above-average hitter uh, in those 520 at-bats, they would project 14 home runs, 34 doubles, a nice little um, slugging percentage of 429. And you have to keep in mind, too, that with these projections, they're kind of on the light side of, um, you know, what's expected. They're not... They're not super optimistic usually. Like you look at Brian Reynolds, for example, uh, three and a half war. I guess they do project him to be a little bit better than last season with the 272 batting average, 354 on base, 466 slugging. But you're not going to find, you know, uh, an Aaron Judge 60 home run projection ever. Obviously, I mean, that makes sense. No one would ever project anyone to hit 60 home runs, but you're not going to see a lot of like 50 home run, 45 home run projection projections just because that's, that's how it is. So the fact that they have Andy Rodriguez projected as highly as they do really speaks volumes. And um, I mean, It'll be interesting to see what the Pirates do with him in 2023 because if you look at the 40-man roster right now, there's only two catchers on it. One is Andy Rodriguez. The other is Ali Sanchez, who is not a major league catcher. He's classic waiver, waiver wire, you know, whatever. He's like a fifth catcher, a sixth catcher. He's not a backup catcher, so... The Pirates do need to go out there and sign someone, whether that is, you know, Roberto Perez. Um, looking at some of these other catchers here, there's there's other ones. There's, you know, there's Gary Sanchez, which I don't really see that happening. Um, there's guys like, <laughs> we could dream Wilson Contreras. That's never going to happen. Uh, Omar Navarro. Navarez, Christian Vasquez, we talked, me and Jake talked about it on a, f- a few pods ago when we were talking about uh, potential catchers to pick up. But the Pirates do need to pick someone up because, as we know, with the Pirates and top prospects, guys like Andy Rodriguez won't break camp with the team. And, you know, with someone like him, I'd like to see him break camp with the team, but also at the same time, he barely has a handful of AAA at bats, although he did tear it up in AAA, he only has a handful of double A at bats. Even uh, if, if, if we remember, he started the season last year at high A, which he did tear up and eventually got called up, and he tore it up at every level. And I mean, his his um, you know, 
rise through the organizational ranks in the 2022 season was the biggest one. I mean, he, I don't even think he was a top 10 regarded prospect for the Pirates this time last season, but you look at him now, he's number one. But uh, yeah, I mean, I'm excited to see what what he has to bring when he is eventually called up. I just don't think it'll be at the beginning of the season and the Pirates do still need to sign a catcher. Looking at these projections, though, I don't know. I mentioned the top four, Reynolds, Cruz, Hayes, Rodriguez. When you look at the number five, it's Kevin Paldo with a 1.7 war over 414 plate appearances. And we all know how that went last year. So I don't really see that being uh, like that's that's not going to happen. I don't see anything good coming from Kevin Paldo. I don't I don't even think he's he's not on the 40 man roster. I don't even think he's with the organization anymore. They just threw him in these projections. But um yeah, that's the hitting side of things. Looking at it, the Pirates pretty much have their big three. They have Andy Rodriguez coming soon. They got some veteran leadership at first base now with Carlos Santana and G-Man Choi. Um, you look at the outfield, Sawinski, he's projected as a 20-home run guy, which is nice. Uh, Miguel Andujar will get some at-bats in the corner outfield spots. He'll get some DH at bats. Um, at second base, it's funny they have Bay Strano, which is basically a combination of Bay, Tucapita Marcano, and Rodolfo Castro. The uh, projections don't really love Rodolfo Castro, at least not as much as, say, someone like I do. Um, Castro, he showed me some things last season, but they the Zips projections has him at 226, 289, 389, 0.8 war. It's funny. You look at these projections. They have so many players projected from 0 to 1 war. And, um, you know, there's not a lot of star power. There's a There's still a good amount of slightly above replacement type players but there's at least some there's some promise on the position player side on the pitching side it's interesting and i kind of um i kind of wanted to look at you know the pitchers in general at the top obviously you have rowanzi Contreras, you have mitch keller as far as starters go and then uh, it goes down into JT Brubaker. It goes to guys like Bryce Wilson, Johan Oviedo, guys like that. Even looking at Quint Priester, I mean, I don't know if he's going to get called up this season per se. It might be later in the summer. He might be a September call-up. We'll see. But 103.3 innings, if he were to get that, Fangraph Zips projects him as a 1.1 F war type pitcher. So they're, I'd say they're decently high on him. They're decently high on Michael Burroughs, who he will get called up at some point in 2023. Um, they have his innings at 102.7, which would turn out to be a 1.3 war. I would take that. But looking at the Pirates in general on the pitching end, there's not a lot of, uh, you know, good players. I guess you could say, but whenever I 
think about how this pitching staff should be crafted for the 2023 season, this is what I think. Rolante Contreras, he's at the top. Pencil him in, opening day starter, him or Mitch Keller, one of those two. They are at the top. And if you were to put them on actual good teams, I still think they could hold their own as, like, Rowanzi could be the number three starter on a decent team, I think. Mitch Keller could be a four or five starter on a pretty good team, I think. And then after that, you have JT Brubaker, which I will say, with JT Brubaker, the raw numbers aren't great. Uh, 144 innings in 2022. He went 3-12, and started 28 games. He... He got beat up a little bit. The ERA, 4.69, not great. But having said that, his XFIP 387 was lower than Mitch Keller's XFIP 399. Keller, as we know, finished with a 391 ERA, so almost a full run below Brubaker. But if you look under the hood a little bit, Keller and Brubaker were pretty similar pitchers. Uh War-wise, Keller 2.1, Brubaker 1.9, Fip, Keller 3.88, Brubaker 3.92. So there's been a lot of maybe JT Brubaker should be sent to the bullpen talk, and I'm not opposed to that, but I think if he's your number four starter, your number five starter, you could do a lot worse. So I'll pencil him into the starting rotation for 2023 as well. After that though, I mean, the pirates, they need to go out and sign some guys. And I guess that's a bit of news. Um, (laughs) Classic pirates were quote, very interested in bringing in someone like Kyle Gibson, who was with the Phillies last year. Another guy that. This would be a very pirate signing in that in 2022, his ERA was above five, but the hope is you bring him in and he can kind of Jose Quintana his way into being productive. And, you know, you'll go from there. But I think the pirates, that should be the main goal. The rest of the off season is to bring in, bring in, you know, at least one other starting pitcher. I think two would be great. Uh, there's tons, there's a ton of um, candidates, a ton of viable options. Obviously, Kyle Gibson was mentioned. Sean has been mentioned all offseason. There's guys like Mike Miner, who was pretty awful last season, but he could be kind of like a another reclamation project. Uh, Jameis Tyon has been has been uh, in the news this week about how great he's been in some of his interviews with teams. He might be a little pricey for the Pirates liking because anyone over $8 million is pricey for the Pirates liking, but it's another name. There's still, the point is there's still a ton of guys that the Pirates could bring in. So let's just say my wish comes true. The Pirates sign or trade for two other starting pitchers. At that point, your rotation's starting to look all right because you would have Contreras, Keller, free agent starter, free agent starter, JT Brubaker. 
that's not bad. And then obviously you have Mike Burrows on the way. You have Luis Ortiz as some depth. Maybe he breaks camp. Maybe he's a starter if the Pirates choose not to sign anyone. But the big thing for me, though, that I want to see happen with the, the Pirates pitching staff in 2023 is with this bullpen, the bullpen was pretty, pretty awful last season. Um, a lot of guys got blown up. But I do think the Pirates have the potential to fill this bullpen with failed starting pitching. And it does a few things. It gives your bullpen some length. If you throw in failed starters, such as Bryce Wilson, who we've seen last year, he can thrive in the bullpen. Uh, He had some bullpen innings. For whatever reason, they quit doing that, made him a starter again where he was inconsistent. He showed that he was okay at points, but most of the time he just got crushed as a starting pitcher. And back to the Zips projections, they have Wilson projected 1.1 war. So he's not completely nothing, but if you filled this bullpen with failed starters, like they did with Will Crow last season, where he started the year pretty solid um, and you know, he kind of got overworked there at the end and eventually got crushed by the end of the season. But if you fill in the bullpen with guys like Will Crow, we'll just go through it right now. You have David Bednar as the closer. He is a top-tier closer, probably top 10 in Major League Baseball, I would say, as a closer. You have him as a closer. And it is funny in these uh, projections here in the little write-up on Fangraphs, they say that he could be a a nice trade chip, which closers for a 90 loss team aren't all that important to be honest, but he's here for now. So we'll pencil him in as the closer. I digress. Um, but yeah, you got crow in there as a setup man. He was last year throw in Johan Oviedo as a setup man. Actually, I won't say Johan Oviedo yet. I mentioned JT Brubaker as someone that could be in the bullpen. People want him in the bullpen. I kind of want to see him as a starter. But we'll just say one of either Brubaker as, or Oviedo as a setup man, I think that would be solid. Um, one of them could be a starter. The other one could be in the bullpen. I think they both, if the Pirates sign multiple starters, both could be in the bullpen, and that would, that would be solid. But uh, throw Oviedo in there, we'll just say, for now, as a setup man. Throw Bryce Wilson in there as middle relief. You got Crow in there as middle relief. Uh, You got Zach Thompson, who, another failed starter, in there as middle relief. Chase DeYoung, who kind of outperformed his numbers last year. He could be maybe a long reliever, kind of like he was Last season, the Pirates traded for Colin Holderman last season in the Daniel Vogelback trade. Throw him in there as middle relief. That's like, how many is that? That's one, two, three, four, five, six. That's six relievers right there. Yeri De Los Santos, he was solid last year before he was injured. If that's your bullpen, I think that's a start. Um, I don't want the Pirates to go out and spend on bullpen arms. I I don't think that would be a good use of their very limited resources. Just throw in whatever failed starter and see if it works out. The Pirates have enough. The Pirates have enough failed starters that at least a few of them 
you could throw in the bullpen and hope that they can work out and help bridge the gap from five inning starter to the ninth inning to get to Bednar. On paper, you think about it. Most of these pirate starters, they'll go around five innings, four or five innings. Sometimes you'll get the six innings. Rarely you'll get to seven innings. But on most nights, you just need to bridge three innings of competent bullpen pitching to get from the starter to David Bednar. I think I think guys like Crow, guys like uh, Oviedo, Thompson, I guess, De Los Santos for sure. That's not terrible. I think that has some potential. So that's what I want to see as far as the bullpen and the starting rotation. And who knows? Um, we'll see. We'll see what the Pirates do in free agency in terms of getting starting pitching. Um, we'll see if they add also position player wise. Obviously, they need to they need a catcher. That that goes without saying. I personally would like to see them add a corner outfielder. As far as the wish list goes, there's not really a ton left to do. Uh, first base taken care of. Check the middle infield. I'm cool rolling with Cruz and Castro opening day at second base and shortstop check third base Hayes, obviously. And then in the outfield, you look at left field, Sawinski. That's cool. I think he earned, I think he earned a spot last season as a uh, decent outfielder with some pop, throw him at the bottom of the lineup. He'll hit some home runs. Hopefully if he can figure out how to be half as good on the road as he was at home, then you have yourself maybe a 30 home run hitter. Um, But I think throw him in left field. You're solid Reynolds in center field, obviously. And then give me a right fielder instead of someone like Cal Mitchell or Cannon Smith and Jigba who got injured early. So we really didn't get to see much out of Smith and Jigba, but Give me a right fielder. Give me a legit outfielder, and you're solid. So back to the wish list. Catcher, outfielder, two starting pitchers. That's it. And then let the team grow. See what you got. You got, as I mentioned earlier, Andy Rodriguez on the way. You got uh, Mike Burrows on the way. And then a little bit farther down the line, you have... Leover Paguero on the way. You got Nick Gonzalez on the way. Um, so we'll see. We'll see what happens moving forward. Hopefully next week here, uh, the Pirates give us something more to talk about. And uh, we'll see if they add on that wish list. We'll see if the rumors come to fruition. We'll see if Kyle Gibson is a Pirate by next week. But I think I think this is a good spot to wrap up for today's pod. Um, we'll be back next week, as always. I'm recording this on Friday today. I'll have it out later today. But uh, next week, we'll probably get back to our normal Thursday evening recordings. Put it out Friday. We'll have Jake next week. And we'll see what's going on. As always, follow me on Twitter at Nathan underscore Hirsch and follow Bucks Dugout on Twitter at Bucks Dugout. We'll be back next week talking Buckos. We'll see what we got. And hey, December's here. 
off season is kind of uh, flying by. We just got to get through what three more months until spring training ball is back and we get to watch our beloved pirates maybe win 70 games in 2023. If we're lucky, maybe 70, 75. I don't want to say 75, 70. I would be, I'd be cool with, but I mean, it goes without saying, we kind of mentioned this before on other pods, but at least the pirates are making actual major league moves. Um, the quad a dumpster heap claimings are kind of dwindling. So that's a plus. We'll see what happens though. Everyone have a great weekend and uh, we'll be back next week. Peace out.